Yes, as a wife, I'm loving and kind, but when it comes to business and people, I'm a lioness. I'm Carly Zakin. I'm Danielle Weisberg. Welcome to Skim from the Couch. This podcast is where we go deep on career advice from women who have lived it, from the good stuff like hiring and growing a team to the rough stuff like negotiating your salary and giving or getting hard feedback. We started the skim from a couch, so what better place to talk it all out than where it began on a couch? Hi, everyone. This show might sound a bit different today because we're skimming from three different couches. The skim is working from home for the time being because of COVID-19. Today, Ratna Stevens joins us on Skimmed from the Couch. She is the co-founder and CEO of Nature's Path, which she founded with her husband in 1985. Since then, Nature's Path has grown to become North America's largest independent organic breakfast and snack food company. Nature's Path is also a leader in sustainability and has been recognized as one of Canada's greenest employers. Ratna, welcome to Skin from the Couch. Thank you. We're so thrilled to have you here. So we're going to ask you what we ask everybody, which is to skim your resume. Walk us through it. I was a lecturer in girls' college. I taught English, psychology, and Sanskrit. I came to Canada in 1969. I bought and started a restaurant. Very interesting. I wanted to have something of my own, apart from my husband. What kind of restaurant was it? This was a vegetarian restaurant called Mother Nature's Inn. It was in the back of the store that my husband and I started back in 1971, called Livestream Natural Foods. It's the predecessor of Whole Foods. Smaller, but the same concept. In 1985, Aaron and I started Nature's Path at the back of our vegetarian restaurant that I was running. In 1990, I joined him as a working partner. Before that, it was more so you look after Nature's Path and I will look after Woodlands Restaurant because the kids were very young and as a mother, you will see a tug of war going on in your heart and in your mind. And that was there with me. And I said, you know, I'm very comfortable running a restaurant. I'll give you more money and give you more advice, <laughs> but let's look after the kids and the restaurant. But it didn't last for a long time. It only lasted about a year and a half. In 1992, I joined him. Since then, we have been together in running an enterprise. We're going to dig into what that enterprise has become. But I first want to just have you walk us through, what was your childhood really like? How did you grow up? I was a child of a partition. I was an infant when India was divided in two countries, then three, Pakistan and Hindustan or India. My parents fled Pakistan and arrived in India which is mostly a Hindu state. Pakistan became more so a a Muslim state. It was very hard on them, and somehow they settled. And my father, being an entrepreneur, he started his business again. He left everything in Pakistan except the clothes on their back. And my grandmother tied about a few ounces of gold around her waist. So... 
He became a successful entrepreneur, but it didn't last for long because the unity of the family was broken. The brothers could not tolerate each other. And so the business was gone. The childhood was wonderful, early childhood. There were so many people working in my father's factory and they were treated very well. They were respected. But the time came that we didn't have much. That was my early youth. Scholarships and bursaries were there for me and I took full advantage of. I wanted to finish my degree. I wanted to go to college. My grandmother who adopted me, she was my support. When some male members of the family objected my going to university, getting a degree, she was like a tigress. She said, leave her alone. <laughs> she is going to be what she wants to be. Did you have other female family members who had gotten their degrees? None. My grandmother could not even read or write. Yeah. Ink, thumbprint was her signature. And she did her best, but she could not read or write or guide me in any way. So that was the early childhood or the youth. You've been called the heart and soul of nature's path. When you hear that, what does that mean? When you think about how you grew up, what is the heart and soul? You know, when you go through difficulties, when you see other people going through difficulty, you have empathy. You feel for them because you yourself have gone through. So my grandmother was very empathetic. And since I was brought up by her, she was always there when people needed her in happiness and in sorrow. I learned a lot from her and I owe it to her. What was the decision like to move to Canada? In life, when you surrender, it's no decision. I fell in love. I love my husband still after 50 years. That's wow. a big feat. That's, Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people can't say that right now in close quarters. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> we do have disagreements. Don't misunderstand me. We definitely do. But after... You know, discussing after getting a little bit annoyed, we come to conclusion that what we are talking may be a different ways, different aspects, but we came to the same conclusion. Or we agree based on you know, the pros and cons. And it's a tolerance. You have to tolerate and accept the other person's point of view. And that's what we have done. And I'm grateful that has lasted that long. And I think it's going to last longer. One of the things that we were reading about with you is that as you sort of found yourself as an entrepreneur, you also were trying to raise a young family and young children. And I want to talk a little bit about how you achieved any semblance of balance. And I, I use the word balance kind of in quotes, because I think we talk a lot about on the show that that's kind of a myth when people talk about, you know, a work-life balance, but walk us through like what those early days were like, um, you know, running a restaurant and having a young family. You know, three weeks ago when I was given an influential woman of in business award, the kids exactly. were there, my husband was there. And of course I thanked them. And what I said, 
Your mother was always there when you needed her. But she was not there when you wanted her. When they needed me, when I felt it's very important for them to have me near them emotionally, intellectually, I made sure I was there. If one of our daughters, she's a lyric soprano, most of the time I took her to the lessons. I take out some little time to take her to school. If their teachers wanted to talk to me about something, I was always there. So it's very hard when you're in business and when you have a beautiful young family, it's hard. But you make sure in the time of needs, your family comes first. When you and your husband eventually decided to continue following you know, this, this entrepreneurial side of both of you and built Nature's Path, did you talk about like, this is how we're going to divide and conquer. This is what you're good at. This is what I'm good at. Talk to us a little bit about how that worked. Aaron is innovator. He is very good in marketing. And I felt I connect with people. Just more so than he does because he's artistic, he's entrepreneur, he's innovator, he's more so in marketing. So what I did after Livestream was sold, I took securities course just to find out how these finances work and how come he sold so cheap. <laughs> and he supported me. For three months, I was a investment banker, or you call it stockbroker. And after that, I told my manager, I said, I'm sorry, I can't work. He said, why? You could have made, you know how they talk. Mm -hmm. You could have made a hell of a great broker. I said, you know, you're right, but my family and my marriage is very important. Yes, I learned finances. I love people. And I learned how to work with people who are producing. So operation also came under my wings. Finance also came. HR, only thing that we shared together was sales. Who did you guys go to for advice? When I think back on the health space, you know, thinking about the 70s, even the 90s, it's just boomed in the past two decades. There, I'm assuming, wasn't the same type of information or resources or networks when you guys were starting out. Were there people that were mentors when you couldn't figure something out? Who did you go to? You know, my husband used to say, Ratna, you have uncommon common sense. <laughs> I didn't understand that before. Wherever I could find, with whomsoever was willing to give me advice, I would listen, use my common sense, and go forward. Why do you think he called it uncommon common sense? I don't know, because probably he felt that I, I have common sense, which he has not found in others. I want to like stop at this for a second and talk about it because what you're talking about is something that Danielle and I can relate to a lot, which is very much when we talk about our own story and talk about 
going up and asking like very simple questions. And if you don't understand something, you know, you figure it out. You ask the people who can help you figure it out. And I think there's a lot of reasons why people don't necessarily do that. But the way you talked about your story, it's almost so simple. So I'm laughing about how your husband phrased it because I think it's such a spot on description For those that are listening, that are thinking about being an entrepreneur themselves, what is your advice about how to tap into the uncommon common sense? You know, one thing I also um, forgot to tell you that I read books. I love biographies, whether business biography, whether biography of well-known politicians or well-known saints. To me, they inspire you. You feel that what they have gone through and how they have come out of it are these lessons for you and for me, for everybody. Because no life is always straight, whether in politics, whether in business, whether in any spheres, you know, in Hinduism, Judaism, Islam, Christianity. We see the inspiring, we hear, we read the inspiring stories. Some of them, most of them are wonderful. So, yes, I think I give uncommon common sense. I give credit to the family, the society, and to the woman who brought me up. You've said that Nature's Path is not for sale and you want it to remain a family business. And you've said that despite previous offers. How did you begin to bring your children into the business and teach them? From the very beginning, we felt it should be a legacy company. I remember two multinational major companies, enterprise, approached us the same day. As a matter of fact, the CEO of one of the companies came out to Vancouver to woo us. And we're standing near the elevator of PwC. Aaron and I looked at each other. This is what we want? I said, this is what you want? He said, no, I don't want this either. What we are going to do after you now a few million dollars, we will get out of it to distribute among our kids and spoil them, give them a purpose. You grew up with no money, the opportunity to even say out loud that you could make millions of dollars if you went down this one path and to have a conversation of like, well, here's the negatives of that. Did you guys look at each other and just be like, how is this happening? I mean, I just am trying to put myself in in your shoes. I'm thinking about ourselves as founders. What was that moment like? You can say it's a very altruistic moment. It was a moment when you have gone through wealth, poverty. When you go through all this, you feel, yes, money is important. We have to look after ourselves, our family, have a decent place to live, have children educated. That's what we were doing. But I've heard of seeing many wealthy families who have sold their business, distributed the money to the family or the children. Quite a few of the children have not done much with that. The money has been spent, finished. So what is the purpose? Purpose is very important. 
So speaking about your children and purpose, your daughter is spearheading the sustainability initiatives at Nature's Path, and you've committed to being carbon neutral by 2020. For companies who want to work towards more sustainable practices, what advice do you have on how they actually start? They start with the product. We started with organic foods. By using organic ingredients, I must say that we have, we have saved our plants hundreds of millions of pounds of chemical fertilizer, chemicals that could have gone in the water system and in the land. We have saved our planet. Sustainability means total sustainability. It includes social responsibility and environmental sustainability. Sustainability to me also, look after our people, give them a purpose, help them learn or guide them what is best for the planet and for the society that we live in. Make sure they're well paid. Make sure they're looked after. Make sure they're part of the family. Yes, there's a Stevens family, but Nature's Path is a family too. Wait, is this your husband right behind you who just walked in? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hi. We we love when family members drop in. It's our favorite part of podcasts. Erin, <laughs> would you like to say hello to them? Can we ask them a question? Please do. Okay. We've had a great time speaking to your wife and she answered this question, but we want to know what is it really like working with your spouse? Oh, it's intense. <laughs> <laughs> it's loving. It is uh, definitely a challenge at times. What is the most annoying habits that you each have in the workplace? Probably interrupting each other. <laughs> <laughs> we have different views. You know, she's much more pragmatic. And I have a practical streak, though. And I think she has a, a, an ideal, idealistic streak. It's more predominant with me, I think, than, than her, and, and her practical side is much more predominant than mine. And somehow we balance each other out. I love this. It, it's been 51 years of balancing. I, that is incredible. Congratulations. Sometimes uh, she has a ferocious uh, temper sometimes. and uh, Oh, that did not come up in this interview. And sometimes it gets scorched. You know, it, astrologically, she's the lion. Uh, she's a lioness and I'm the goat. So that says a lot. You know, she's a wonderful uh, woman. She's kind, forgiving, uh, wise. I don't think she's always 100% correct. And we. Oh, what we, percentage are correct now? Oh, I think probably 90%. That's good. I, that may be the key to 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm probably not as correct as often as she is. But anyway, we have learned to um, live with each other's idiosyncrasies. And I think we really work well together. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. You take nice care. Nice you. That was great. Well, Retna, we got to talk. What is this temper? <laughs> okay. If I'm telling somebody, please listen to me. And that somebody is not listening, especially my husband. And he will do what have been suggested not to do. Well, how, so how does your temper manifest? Are you a yeller or do you just like storm off? I storm off. I yelled. You see, he thinks as a wife, I should be always loving and kind. 
Yes, as a wife, I'm loving and kind. But when it comes to business and people, I'm a lioness. Oh, I love that. That is a great quote. <laughs> We're going to move on to our last segment. It's the lightning round work from home edition. So we will ask you a few very short questions and just answer whatever comes to mind. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Morning. Can you skim your nighttime routine? After dinner, final touches on my email going, email coming, and try to calm my mind down, try to meditate, go to sleep. What's the last show that you binge watch? Homeland. Oh, it's so it's good. I'm watching too. This season? Yes. The seventh or eighth season. I love the acting. I know. I agree. Since we are all working from home, or most most of us are, what's replaced your morning commute? Meditation, email, talking to my mother. She's 91 years old. Talking to the kids. One is in Chicago, Illinois. Other one is in Victoria. And the one who are in Vancouver, both of them, I call them later on. What is your favorite Nature's Path product? You know, every day it differs. Well, what's it today? Today is Love Crunch Granola. Oh. Tomorrow it might be Pumpkin Flex Granola. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds good too. Ratna, thank you so much for coming on. We loved having Erin as well. Thank you. And thank you for what you're doing. You are going to be inspiring and you are inspiring the young entrepreneurs. You know? Ratna, thank you so much. We hope that you guys are all staying healthy and sane right now. And you guys too, all of you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next week for another episode of Skim from the Couch. And if you can't wait until then, subscribe to our daily email newsletter that gives you all the important news and information you need to start your day. Sign up at theskim.com. That's the S-K-I-M-M dot com. Two M's for a little something extra. <laughs>